0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Ask a podcast. So this is our Thursday episode of The Other Side of the Firewall, where we talk about the ladies and greatest of news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass cinder breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. So speaking of which, special guests. So we have Yvonne Rivera. She is the CEO, CISO, co-founder uh, of Cybermite, as well as she is the deputy executive director of Raice's CyberOrg. So I think I nailed it that time. So. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming to the show. I greatly appreciate you reaching out uh, and being uh, a part of the show. So I would like to, uh, you know, go over your your background, your cybersecurity origin story, and then we'll talk about your companies and in its initiatives, as well as the organization and all the good that you're doing uh, in the cyber cybersecurity community. Uh, and we'll just go from there. So if you could, you know, kind of break down who you are, what you do.
1: All right, well, first of all, thank you Ryan for having me. Um, I really appreciate this. Um, So my, a little bit about me, Um, obviously my name is Yvonne. Uh, I started out, uh, I'd like to say I started in cyber when I was 17, Um, when I joined the army, uh, I joined out of Puerto Rico. Um, I really didn't see much else for myself besides just going into the military Uh, They gave me two job options. It was either to climb poles and hang uh, telephone wires or be an IT specialist. I was like, I'll do that one. Um, You know, I didn't really know much about uh, computers or, you know, what the job really meant. I just knew that I didn't want to climb a pole and run cables as a journeyman. So um, that's basically where, you know, my journey started. Before all that, I guess, I'm a military brat. My dad uh, fourth generation army here. I was also in the military. Um, my dad was in the military. My grandfather was drafted into the military, and I mean it just goes way way uh-huh. back. Um, yeah, so we've been in the the military for a long time, and uh, my two oldest girls are actually in the army right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I have I have five kids, um, and two of them are in the army, and three of them are still at home. Today is my son's uh, sixth birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, so yeah, there's just uh, just kind of been everywhere. Uh, I've I've lived everywhere, um, done all the things. Uh, I claim Florida as my my home state. lived there for most of my adult or growing up years. Uh, went to school for elementary, middle, and high st- down in South Florida, um, and then moved to Puerto Rico, and then joined the army. Uh, I did three tours overseas. I did two in Iraq and one, af- one in Afghanistan. I was pretty much with 101st the whole time, um, stationed out of Fort Campbell. Okay. Um, and basically, my my journey was, my, m- you know, my job was IT, but back then, you know, IT was cyber as well. Uh, you know, my job consisted of running around with a CD-ROM. And sometimes more than one CD. And I had to run around to these big, ugly Dells and, uh, you know, pop in CDs. And as I'm doing an antivirus scan on one CD, I have like five copies and I'm running them on the, you know, the ones next to it. And I'm running scans because, you know, there was all of this was like decentralized. Nothing was like managed. And then I had to like patch them one by one. And then you could only fit so many patches in one CD. It was a, you know. It was a good job for a private, and that's basically what I did. That was gotcha.
0: my job. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. So there's some parallels there, which is I find interesting. So everybody knows that and notoriously come into these interviews underprepared. Like I, I like to not know as much as possible, so I can ask questions as though yeah. I'm, uh, you know, an audience member. So when you said that uh, it was between your, I think your 25 uniform was what what you were in the. Uh, I was a Bravo. Was most, 25 Bravo. Bra- oh, okay, 25 yep. Bravo. Gotcha. I actually
1: so, joined as a 74 Bravo
0: okay. Got you. Okay.
1: That's how old I am.
0: <laughs> like I've been like my, my, uh, AF, AFC, right? Like, so our MOS, I changed three times while I was in. So yeah, oh, I, okay. I feel, feel your pain. Uh, okay. but So, uh, in basic, I had to pick jobs. So, uh, one of the ones that was picked for me was, uh, telephones. So I had to climb the pole and I learned oh, no. very quickly. I had a fear of heights. <laughs> so I got to the very top. And I could let go of one hand, let go of the other hand. When they said let go with both and trust your harness, failed. I couldn't let go.
1: <laughs> I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have let go. I would have had to change my MOS as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, come down, get picked pick another job. So that's what I got into. Um, uh, at the time, it was called data maintenance, uh, which transformed to cyber transport. So I went from uh, soldering uh, boards and things of that nature, dealing with crypto and telephones. Okay. And then I uh, pivoted into switching and routing. So it's more like a 25 november is what okay. i ended up being yep. yeah 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 so okay uh so my mom was Army okay. as well but i learned all the mos's uh here in florida so i was in the joint communication support element so
1: it's an airborne okay. unit
0: and uh, we had all the different services there so i got a deep respect for the army both family and uh, my co-workers so that's, that's awesome. awesome and the, yeah that's, that's awesome i share that background so like that definitely feeds into our, our conversation uh of yeah where you, I, uh... Where you started.
1: No, that's good. That makes me very, that makes me happy that I didn't choose the journeyman one. I knew it wasn't going to be right for me because they showed me pictures. Oh, I saw man. that dude climbing the pole and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. No,
0: <laughs> I, I, ironically, my last job was, I, I was in charge of those guys. So I, I mean, deep, deep respect for them. They climb anything. Like they had no fear. They go in under, yeah, so they crazy. go underground. They yeah. So they go yeah, in sewers, crazy. they they climb poles. I'm like, nah, <laughs> not for me.
1: I will not um, even climb to hang Christmas lights. No, I'm good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh no, that, that's awesome. So okay. Um so you said uh two tours, thank you for your service. Or you said three tours, I'm sorry. Uh two Iraq. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Greatly yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, um my my what was it, my first tour uh uh towards the end, we were kind of trying to build out the infrastructure of the building we were at and I had to crawl through one of the palace buildings that we started to kind of take over. Mm -hmm. And I would have to, I ended up being a sort of journeyman, but more like a Lima, which was like the, what we call cable dogs. Right. And I ended up having to like crawl through the crawl spaces of the palace which were like that skinny. And, um, I'd come out with like this inch of like dust and stuff. Who knows what else was up there. But, uh, all to run this fiber cable and then to come down and it was just, didn't work. It would be the saddest mm. thing ever.
0: <laughs>
1: right. You'd have to go through like all these kinks and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it was, it was crazy, but some of the cool stuff we got to do was uh, we got to wire up some of the universities there for like the women so they can okay. learn how to do like uh, use like office products and do some school online and, um, you know, we did some missions there where we were able to bring some of these areas there online and stuff like that. Um, some of the locals actually taught me how to splice fiber. Uh, definitely learned a lot over there. Um,
0: that's awesome. And when it hearts and minds, right? That was the, uh, the mission. Say it again. I said when it hearts and minds. That's part of the mission. Yes, right?
1: yes it is. That is correct. So yeah, that's that's basically where my, my journey started during the second deployment, is when we kind of started to talk more about like um you know IEVA's and you know like those right. those announcements and you know right.
0: and stigs and kind all that good stuff. Yeah.
1: Stigs. And that's when we started making like Excel spreadsheets. So that was around oh five, oh six. But before that, it was just kind of like, you know, like while, while it was less. like yeah i mean we used to patch computers i'm talking about like exchange in production Mm -hmm. during wartime like live (laughs) you know i mean it was just the things we did back then just like blow people's minds today but i mean it was just that's what you know it's just the difference of things then and things now but um yeah just the things that I I I learned just from coming from from the 25 Bravo field you know where where you did things in the data center you did things in the help desk you did things you know crawling through roofs you uh, yeah. or ceilings I mean you kind of like learned all the areas you did some people kind of went towards the networking and routing area that they sat in the knocks and stuff like that but there weren't really defined socks. There wasn't a, a cyber team. None of that stuff ended up really being a thing until about 2009. Right. Um, so you had Diacat, but that kind of uh, wasn't really um, super strict until... Um, I could be lying about my time frame here, but it was probably about my third-ish deployment. So I want to say around 2007, 2008, I think is when... Uh, not DICAP, didscap was like a thing, um, so that's when you kind of had to start learning how to write documentation and, you know, this is how I how we run the system and this is how it's continuously monitored and you know that kind of stuff. Um, this gotcha. is its version and, you know, yada yada. Um, yeah, so ATLs that's kind and of
0: RMF packages and all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I started doing all that back in 2007 with the DITCAP, then it went to DICAP. Now it's with RMF and you know another day it's just going to get changed to something else right. um but yeah so uh that's the that's the journey um and so basically was,
0: go ahead I was gonna say, i'm was going i sorry to interrupt just to say what was that transformation like uh when you uh transition out of the, the army into the the private sector yeah.
1: so in the army um i'm gonna say it's probably the easiest job i ever had um, yeah, I deployed and that was really terrible. But, you know, somebody told me what to do, when to do, how to do it. And it was like, I didn't really have to think
0: much. Uh, right, right place, right <laughs> before, right
1: time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I got out, uh, I, I was lucky enough to, to get a government civilian position at a hospital. Um, so, so I was able to work that position. Um, I started out as a normal system administrator, but I slowly kind of worked myself into a non-existent cyber role. Um, they didn't have a cyber role at all, um, and they were working on their cat package. And you know, um, I kind of stepped up and was like, you know, this is kind of something that I I know and I do, and I'm really good at.
0: Right.
1: So you know, my goal was to kind of build up the the cybersecurity program or the information security program, um, or information assurance program, and um, just kind of build it out, make it make it better, make it more efficient. But then to also kind of Uh, cater to each department because the hospital is very complicated you know you had your uh, then the the implementation of the CAC became very difficult for situations like the pharmacy or your Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 testing areas where the doctors had to put in their CAC just to let the student take a test and then we were requiring them to remove the CAC when they left the room and then the test was deactivated so we had to come up with all these like you know, different scenarios and situations where we, we would have to, you know, request the mitigation for the CAC requirement or come up with other solutions like this kiosk solution. And um, it was a whole lot of fun just to kind of put together these these programs, walk around each department and kind of train them on, you know, hey, nurses, don't leave the, your CAC in there, don't leave, doctors, right. I mean, how many times do you go to a hospital and they just leave it in the laptop when they leave your room and you're just like, oh. i could see everybody's stuff right now um yeah so that's what i i did when i i became a government civilian then i i went overseas to europe and i did that uh, a little bit more over there uh we built we put together the first uh rmf package over there for a web application that was a hot mess um so but that was it was a lot of fun a lot of people just kind of coming together to figure out like how do we start? What's the flow? What do we need? What don't right. we need? We had a lot of people together kind of like working through it. Um, it's kind of fun being at the very beginning of all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I decided just kind of to leave all that. And I went contractor and then uh, came, went moved to Charleston and did that for a while. And I kind of noticed that um, everywhere I went, there was always kind of like this, you know, how do we do diet cap? How do we do RMF? How do we, how do we make sure we're doing the right thing? Or there's these people that are always just kind of saying the wrong thing. Oh, you need this, you need that. And I was like, no, you don't. What are you right. saying? Uh, right. My favorite is when they come up with terms like you need the RMF overlay or, or this and that. And, and I'm just like, oh, stop talking. No, um, you know, those are, and, and you know, I'd come in and I'd just be like, no, this is, this is what you need. Um, and, you know, and I, I'd come in and I, I would tell them, you know, it's like, you know, RMF or DICAP, whatever you want to call it, any risk assessment is just, it's just saying you're, you're taking your product and you're assessing it against, you know, the potential risks of that product. And, you know, it, this isn't, you know, RMF is in a, is a, it's not a checkbox. You don't have to get all, all of them right to pass the test. You know, and and I think that there's just like this this thing where that's what they, you know, felt like they always had to do. So I created these, uh, like these little notebooks, and uh, they kind of, you know, I I made these little notebooks so that all the ISSOs and ISSEs or, you know, uh, information security officers and engineers can, you know, can have this little book and they'd open it up and say, okay, so today is, you know, Monday. So I need to check my blogs. I need to, Backups and this kind of stuff. So
0: other standard operating procedures. Yeah, it it was kind of
1: like an SOP, but it was like a um, it was like a little I love me book of like tasks and but it had a SOP in it, so it would tell them how to do it. But at the same time, it would have you know how like right now when you do an and it'll say, do you log when you log when you check your logs? Right. So this would kind of be like the place where you. You know you had it was all manual because back then we didn't you know it was the government you didn't have the tools to to you know just have a place to log all that stuff but um you know i just kind of started walking around educating everybody this is what this stig is just talking about are you checking the checker you know are you doing this are you doing that you know just because you're not doing it exactly how this stig says it right here you're doing something even better you know, you're still, you know, you're still complying, you know, you're even, you're doing even better, right. you know? So I just kind of, it was more like I started putting on this like educational, uh, like I, I, something that I really like is just kind of walking around and, and just teaching and, and giving knowledge, you know, um, and stopping the spread of the the
0: rumors. Oh yeah, the uh, disinformation. Like false
1: information, the, yeah. yeah, the disinformation, there you go. So yeah. And then somewhere in there, I became the CEO of my company, um, mostly because, I think it was, it was the last contract I worked on, um, it was really really hard to watch that all these small businesses were trying to get on this contract. And some of them just had these amazing ideas and we'd sit in these meetings and they'd show us these awesome you know, um, presentations and I was like, oh my gosh, we need that. Right. And then the last question the government would ask, they'd be like, so do you have an ATO? And the small business is like, do I have a what? <laughs> You know, do I have a what? And then the, you know, the government would be like, well, have you worked with the government before? And they're like, um, you know, no, we're a small business. We're just starting out. We built this to hopefully solve your problem. Right. Yeah, man, but you know, this... you've never worked with the government before. You don't have an ATO. Right. Sorry.
0: We built you the perfect solution, right? If architect is the yeah. perfect solution, however, <laughs> we're not in the the, the system. In in the network, so to speak. So let's take a step back. So, okay. So you have a lot of your, your training coming from your, your 25 Bravo roots. uh, And then uh, you are, you know, pioneering, uh, trendsetting and teaching when it came to that transition into the, the, uh, the GS or, or uh, government civilian. Uh, type role, uh, especially in the hospital, like so. Hospitals still have notoriously have issues, like not not just the yeah. VA, but just hospitals in general. We we just yeah. did a story, probably will air this Tuesday, so like today, but it will be in the future. So it's always confusing. Continuity is always broken in these days. So yeah. sometime this week, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about a children's hospital that was uh, recently uh, attacked, a cyber attack. Um, so trend setting, teaching, pioneering and then you decide, okay, I'm gonna switch over to uh, the contracting, and then you saw that, hey, um, I can do this better, or I have enough tools where I can do this myself. So where does that, where does that, because uh, you're an entrepreneur, where does that spirit come from? Like what what makes you have the drive to say, is that a lot of people are fearful. Like, so asking for a friend, I am that friend. How did you, <laughs> what made you feel comfortable enough to make that plunge?
1: I have no idea i honestly have no idea every day i'm scared like every every single day i'm scared but um i don't i don't really know it was just something all i know is that it was just something that really upset me Mm -hmm. and i knew i could do something about it and in the back of my head it didn't seem hard
0: Uh, right, because you, know, you have so many skills, right? That you from right, these guess. different career paths, you're like, I can just put it all together. But uh, again, it's that you still have to have the drive to do so? So yeah, it, I guess I never be, really yeah. yeah. So you must you must have uh, like, do you think you you? It was just something that you always had, or uh, what, did the military empower you, or like what? Uh,
1: what I've always been kind of you? a controlling leader kind of person. I am a Leo. So, gotcha. you know, yeah,
0: that's, so is my wife. So I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I guess I, I I tend to be I can, you know, I tend to be kind of an introvert in the background. But at the same time, I'm very passionate. And when I have an idea, I tend to try to be the loudest person with that idea. So I guess when I really sit back and think about it, it makes sense that, you know, that was really kind of like a, I don't want to say traumatic, that's a dramatic word, but it was kind of like a moment where I was like, I can I can do something about this, you right. know? And then somebody else had whispered in my ear, they're like, and you're Hispanic, and you're a disabled veteran, and you're a woman. Dude,
0: you've got like- right, that's all- the 801C like gold stamp right there. Where you have yeah, exactly. That there. That's, that's
1: they're awesome. like, yeah, they're like, if if, if anybody's going to start a business, you should. And I was like- Right. I don't know the first thing about open uh, owning the business, starting a business, and um, I am, however, extremely organized. And because I'm so good at RMF, did DidScap, all those things, I can follow a checklist from the state of Florida like nothing, you that's know. Right. And they, <laughs> they're like starting a business, start here, and I'm like, all right, I'll start right. there.
0: Okay, no, that, that's that's awesome. Like a lot of people just don't know what that thing is, right? Like they're like, oh, I have a good idea, but how do I actually get started? Um so yeah, it's good yeah, to see. I yeah. It, yeah. Um so ask you a question then. Um as a as a, a CEO and leader within your organization, you have to be good at knowing what you're what you're good at basically, for lack of a better term, and what where you need people to fill in and what have you. Yes. Uh however, my, my question being uh so you have to be good at Group projects, but do you like group projects? It's kind of a personality test.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I do.
0: Okay, because I, I hate be. group projects, but I, no, I'm, I'm good. Really. I'm good at making it happen, but I'm just like, man, I just want to take this over myself.
1: <laughs> no, I actually, I think I like working in a group. You know why? I think that's that like knowledge teacher thing in me. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I think I I prefer to work in a team versus work on my own, unless it's like do something that's due like tomorrow. Then it's like everybody leave me alone. I got this. Got
0: gotcha. you. Okay. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, that's, that's that's a really good insight because it, it's it's you have to figure out what kind of boss you are, right? So, like, yeah, every, everybody has to, like we, during the interview process, I always I always say that same thing. Like, I that's a like good question to be in control, <laughs> but I've learned. When to relinquish yep. control? I don't personally like it, so yes, I think that'd be my the hardest thing for me if I if I were a business owner would be the the trusting people. Like I, I trust you because you know you're really good at what you do, you're such an expert, things of that nature. Uh, but it's not my it's not my natural instinct, so it's, it's interesting.
1: I I think I have the opposite experience. Um, over time, I think I have quickly turned over a project and said, okay, I've put you in this position. Go forth, wow. you know, and do your thing. And then, you know, a week later, I find out they've done nothing and I end up having to do it all. So I uh, I'm starting to kind of have to find a, a, a better balance of, you know, you know, gotcha. that in between thing, you know, don't give it all, you know, don't hand it all over, but don't be a micromanager at the same time. Yeah. Find a place in the middle.
0: No, that's that's awesome. has a very good perspective, especially for those who are, are thinking of uh, doing the track, because just, just being a veteran in general, it's it's just, they give you a lot of tools. Uh, I'm starting to see like more and more of it, right? Like you said, checklists, right? yes. like the Florida checklist or like the VA checklist, like they're like, hey, if you do these things, we can start to have a conversation to help you to start your own yeah. business. But it's, it's terrifying to say, okay, I want to be my own boss and then be, you know, servant leader. Like, yeah, you're my employee, but I work for you because you keep the business rolling. It's a lot of trust. Um, so I, I salute yeah. everybody who comes on the show and they say, hey, I'm the founder or the co-founder or the CEO. Just like, wow, that's, that's, it takes a uh, certain type of personality. Uh, with that being said, so that uh, I, I kind of really goes into your uh, position uh, for the organization. So you're the deputy executive director. Um so where does where does that stem from? Where you said, "Hey, I want to be a, a mentor and inspiration to uh, Latinos, uh, Latinas, Latinx, you know, the Hispanic community when it comes to cybersecurity."
1: So in my over twenty something years of being in cybersecurity or in IT in general, IT, I am typically. And I am not exaggerating. Typically, I speak in exaggerations, but right now I am speaking in truth.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm typically the only Hispanic woman, most of the time the only woman in IT in a room. Um, so I was approached by Eric Bellardo about um, joining his team, and um, uh, him and I were acquaintances from the you know from our uh, military side. And um, I told him I would be honored. There is nothing that would make me happier than to see more Hispanics, more Hispanic women, um, more cybersecurity inside of schools, Um, you know, not just high school, but, you know, primary school, kinder through fifth grade, um, middle school, you know. um, And I believe organizations like Raíces can do that. And in the end of the day, I think it's going to raise the amount of Hispanics that are in cybersecurity. Um, and that would be amazing. Um, I can't really give you statistics right now because I'm not really good at memorizing numbers, but it's a pretty low number. Um, even worse for uh, Latin women right. in cyber so we make up a very small group of people
0: right and uh yeah off the top of my head I, I did know the stat um so when i started the podcast uh i think it was um uh people of color or at least african Americans, only made up seven percent of all of cyber okay. security and then only uh three percent of those were people who were actually in c-suite and senior level positions i remember the numbers for hispanics was either the Either relatively close or slightly higher, but like you said, just women in general make up a very small portion. So oh, I assume that right within the demographic, it's probably even smaller, um, and that really surprised me. So that was a, a reason for the the podcast because I, I wanted to do something similar. Right, I'm going to say, hey, I'm leaving the military, and in the military is pretty much a melting pot. Like, it still is lopsided, um, yeah. but you see a lot more people who look like you, and you have a lot more of those uh, conversations and mentorship and all those things. And when I talk to my friends, they're like, there, "There's nobody here. <laughs> you, you will probably be one of the few people who are going to be in the seat." This is it's increased slightly, right? A couple, couple percent, um, but I think organizations like Riesis uh, and uh, Blacks of Cyber uh, I, Weesis—I think I pronounced that right—the the Women yep. in Cybersecurity—they're um, they're absolutely necessary uh, because yep. we do make such a small uh, uh, group uh, within cybersecurity, so within your demographic right I, I see that as being both um, fearless and selfless right that you want to give back to your community um, but again like you said you're you're probably a very, one of the very few uh, women within uh, the c-suite as well as within these type of organizations so to do that I mean I definitely commend you um, especially for you to rise to the position that you're in what does the future look like for the organization?
1: So right now we've got our um, education program getting stood up. So once that comes out, then we're hoping to get our younger kids um, in underrepresented areas in general. Um, So hopefully that gets them kind of, you know, understanding what cyber is. Hey, maybe I want to be a cyber engineer when I grow up, you know, um, seeing how that could be an option for them. Um, you know, uh, they don't have to be, you know, they don't have to say, well, if I'm not a doctor and I'm not a lawyer, then I'm not going to be anything important or anything. You know, if I don't go to college, I'm a nobody. Um, and, and you know, so I, you know, I like to go to the schools here and I, I talk to them or, or in Florida, I forget I'm not in Florida, but I like right. to go there and I'd like to, you know, talk to them and say, you know, don't be turned off by the cyber, uh, field, you know, not. A degree isn't absolutely necessary to kind of start off, you know, get into a place, um, work a help desk, work an IT job, kind of start very basic and get the company to, to pay for your degree right. um, and then just kind of work yourself into cyber. And that's kind of what these programs are going to try to get these kids, um, get them into certification programs so that they can uh, they can also work CTFs for free. They can get certifications for free. Um, they can get scholarships, things like that, so that they can um, already have the experience they need to get good cybersecurity jobs once they get out of the out of high school.
0: That's 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 uh, awesome and very commendable, um, especially working with younger kids. So uh, I I finally had the the chance to do the the great teacher teaching I believe is what it's called. Yes. So I went to my kid's school. Yeah, he's a third grader. And then yeah, seeing the kids' faces light up when you yes. uh, I had a couple of slides that had like Roblox, Roblox and stuff on it, just kind of yes. break it down. Uh, and and it really surprised me. Uh, not only did they uh, actually read the material right, so they they were able to tell me uh, scams that you shouldn't fall for, um, but also just seeing the the, um, the light bulbs right, as opposed to like like you said, I, I don't have to be a a fireman, a doctor, a nurse. Like those no. things by default, I can also do something like this. Um, so yeah, I I. Thought it was yes. cool and I, I can't wait to do it again so it's good to see that that's the that stuff is being baked in earlier because yeah you can go to high school but like most of those kids are already kind of yeah
1: they don't
0: you, know. they're, <laughs> they're they're like you want to go to the young <laughs> yeah it's <slimy laughs> interesting but not not as passionate right so yeah uh, yeah that's that's that for the future so nah, that's cool um so when it comes to uh cyber might um what initiatives do you guys have going on or what is the the plans look look like for your organization?
1: Uh, So right now we support Gold Star Gamers, um, which is a nonprofit for kids who've lost their parents um, due to uh, veteran parents, uh, military parents. Um, And what they do is they, um, it's actually really cool. They, They have all these kids come together and they do games. And games are supposed to be their method of dealing with their loss, and they're all together, they're, they're a community. And so what we have did was we've sponsored a server for them. We've built out this Minecraft server that allows them to have, um, uh, what's the word, like a shrine for each okay. of their parents.
0: Oh, wow, um, okay.
1: And then they have a town where they have sponsors um, and those sponsors can sponsor these kids' areas and sponsor different things for the kids so that they can put them inside these shrines and okay. um, they can go there whenever they want. We can we have like this area where we can have a memorial service and all that kind of stuff for these kids and um, they can all come together as a community and, and be together with each other during, you know, whenever there's one of these events. Um, so that's one of the things that we're really proud of. Obviously, we support Raisa Cyber. We host one of their CTFs, their Raisa CTFs. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, we're here at D.C. because we're um, hoping to make a change with the SBIR program. Um, you know, right now, the the requirements for small businesses and cybersecurity don't really, um, you know, work very well for the small business and the requirements are just kind of outlandish and unmeetable right now. So, you know, I'm here, I have my whole presentation ready to go and um, hoping to provide some solutions to um, you know, mitigate that risk for the small businesses and and hopefully put together some sort of um, I don't know what I'm calling it, the cybersecurity pipeline uh, for SBIR programs for these small businesses so that they can get some training. Um, some extra funding and, and that kind of stuff so that they can put together the cybersecurity program if they, you know, once they get into these SBIR uh, contracts. Um, so, yeah, that's, hopefully we we can make that change here and, and it gets approved. Um, yeah, so I think those are our biggest things. You know, we're just trying to get our our, our solution is a Sci-My Cloud, which is a, basically it's a, a platform as a service that we've built out from from you know hardware up up to the platform level, and um, it, we we've built it using this 853. Um, obviously, we started out with version four, is rev five now, but that's too technical, so it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: um, so you, you speak my language, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, and and we have our struggles too. Like you know, we need to get FedRAMP. Uh, can't can't get FedRAMPed. It's about a half a million dollars. Just yeah, I was gonna to say, it's pretty
0: ramped. cost prohibitive. So it's yeah, good, good to hear that you have that initiative going because yeah, same yes. thing with CMMC 2.0, like just looking at yeah. train, training itself, right? Like uh, yes. I, I'm currently trying to secure some training because I'm a GRC guy by uh, okay. by by trade is what I, what I currently do. Um, and I saw that the price tag, I was like, like it's, it's necessary, <laughs> but does it have to be necessarily that high?
1: yeah no I, I it sometimes it kind of like it angers me, and you know everybody's like, well, when you go up there talk to them about like you know that they need to regulate all that stuff, I'm like, no because nobody's gonna agree to that you know, I right. can't ask them to regulate the price of all this other stuff this is these are businesses putting out their prices you know this is just the way the world works, but I can definitely definitely ask for changes as far as what are we doing to support these small businesses when they're going through the SBIR program, why don't we sponsor them through the FedRAMP um, process? You know, right. why don't they get an agency sponsorship? Uh, not sure, I, I don't understand why they haven't been doing that. Um, you know, just just things like that. You know, I don't know that they know that these things are like a possibility. I, I feel like one hand doesn't speak to the other hand sometimes, or I guess most of the time, right? Right.
0: Uh, no, and that, that's, that's a great initiative because uh, uh, I guess again not to be too technical um, for, for the audience, but yeah, it's very cost prohibitive, as well as um, it kind of just keeps door open for those trillion-dollar companies, right? Like they have the, the funding to be able to do such things. Uh, but that I thought the initiative was for small businesses to grow, to be supported by the government. So if you if you if you have a requirement that has to be met, then maybe you should subsidize, or like you said, like at least have an on ramp for these these businesses. So yes. I, I definitely appreciate you guys uh, leading the charge for that for, uh, for like, I don't have a small business yet, but you know, wh- whatever the future may hold. Um, yeah, I look at the price and I'm just like, that is.
1: It's, it's impossible, it's impossible. So the goal is, is if, or once we get our FedRAMP and I know there are organizations doing this now, but our goal is we're, since we're using about 80% open source solutions to build out our cloud, we are able to provide our services at a very low cost. So the goal is is to onboard our customers and as we onboard them, we uh, do the you know automated assessments. and then when we right. go to do their CMMC, it's not this you know they're inheriting so much from us. they're just doing this small little assessment here and then um, you know they're not paying. You know whatever I, honestly i haven't even done quotes for your rps yet um I'm, i've right. just done quotes for the the fed ramp readies and fed full assessments so those were outrageous and i assumed the cmmc's rps are gonna or rpos are gonna charge somewhere very near yeah
0: it's, 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 it's definitely gonna be a uh a a rush to uh not to the bottom because i so I, I being a, a GRC guy, right, so like my background's in IT, security, um, networking, things of that nature, but uh, when I did my transition, I was doing, you know, uh, I was working with um, the, the assurance uh, group and all that good stuff, so I had a very easy on-ramp into uh, doing okay. this um, uh, CSFs, the uh, CIS V8s, uh, and then the uh, 800-171s, what I was working towards uh, before okay. I made my, my transition from the private sector into now I'm, uh, I'm working for, um, I'm a federal contractor. Um, but when I was on the consulting side, I did see the ramp up. Like everybody was trying to hurry yep. up and get secured because they know the money is going to start flowing in. Yes. Uh, and there was a, a lot of people who just wouldn't be at, unable to make it to the party, which I felt was unfortunate. Uh, yeah. And I, I know that's kind of the game, but it's it's good to see that you know, you're looking out for the small businesses to try to get their foot in the door as well. So you're not just dealing with the companies that build planes and engineer buildings and the people who have the capital to
1: have the money. Yeah, exactly. Some of these small businesses have stellar ideas, but they're so focused on their idea, which let them be, you know, that's why we built our company so that they could just focus on their trinket, you know, their, you know, great idea. You know, we just want to, let them do that let us focus on the rest um and, and that's that's all we want to do um we we want the small businesses um that are trying to, to work with the federal government um we want to help them we want to make them successful we want to help them meet the 170 the 171 requirements and right you know in five years the cmmc requirements whatever they are 5.0 by then
0: um <laughs> most unlikely <so>. yeah <laughs>
1: So yeah, I mean that's that's what we want. I, I think that it would be good for everyone, especially the warfighters, cyber warfare, if we, you know, could find ways to help some of these small businesses just come in and show us what they got. You know, they have great ideas and, and great tools.
0: No, absolutely. So yeah, I, I think all those initiatives are great. Like not to skip over the uh code star gaming, which I think is awesome. And I definitely want to yes. get uh, more information uh, about that to add to the description. So, in, any and all initiatives, I want links too, so that way I can give it to the audience. Okay. Because I think all the all this stuff is awesome. Uh, but yes. before I before I let you go, like, because I am a CEO, one, I need to I need to I need to to, to pivot, because <laughs> you already have a lot on your plate, right? Like you're already brainstorming all that good stuff. What do you do to unwind? Like, what is what does that look like when you're not, again, CEO, CISO, co-founder, as well as a director? uh or SSA deputy executive director, right? So like you have all these major titles. What do you do when you want to unplug?
1: So or is it uh, even possible? <laughs> <laughs> um so I am a TV watcher. Okay. And I do work while I'm watching TV. Um, I try not to, but obviously sometimes I just can't not work. Um, but if I leave my house, it's to do jujitsu. Okay. I am, I have four stripes or three stripes on my white belt. Oh yeah. I've been doing it for about a year now. Um, so I, I do self-defense and jujitsu. So that's okay. been fun. Um, I do like to knit blankets. Uh, I actually started the crocheting about 15 years ago. It was my way of quitting smoking and it just kind of stuck. Okay. kept keeps my hands busy so it was just like oh I'll just keep doing it so now I'm, my kids always ask me for blankets and I just keep making them that's um cool. yeah that's you about know, it my,
0: yeah my daughter's made some blankets I was just like I don't understand how you how, how this even works <laughs> like how do,
1: you
0: make, how do you create something like that it's just um, knots
1: literally yeah, knots
0: this is crazy to me I just <laughs> don't have the dexterity I don't think I don't know but, yeah. um so what what type of tv shows like what are you, what are you watching
1: Oh, anything crime related. I, I'm I'm watching the fourth season of True Detective right now. Totally not the same as any of the other True Detectives. If you're into so, that,
0: so it's kind of uh, polarizing. Like people, like I haven't started it yet, but some people love it, some people hate it. Like what?
1: <laughs> I I actually love it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm in love with it. I, it's different. Uh, I I found the other the other True Detectives a little bit slow sometimes, just because I'm not a big fan of just all the the. You know the talking, so you can see right. I'm a very hyper person. So I like to just kind of see action instead of listening to it. Um, gotcha. So the other the other two detectives were a bit more um, they're the interview based and they're just kind of narrating a lot. And then this one is just like this big story and
0: okay, kind and of which it's in Alaska, right? Yeah, it's okay. cool so too. Yeah. So that's what I'm interested, <laughs> right? I, I was stationed there. I was in El, uh, Elmo, so I was at elmendorf So I'm like, okay, that show. Oh, in really? is pretty cool. Yeah, my
1: oldest uh, is stationed up there in Fairbanks right now.
0: Okay, yeah, so I, I've, I've been up there. So I was, uh, Elmo, Elmo is in, um, uh, oh man, uh, Anchorage. Uh, but I've been as, oh. as far as, uh, oh man, what was it, Barrow? Point Barrow? Like, so the very top of Alaska? Ardison I don't Park? even know. Yeah, this I lived I, there Alaska's when I was huge.
1: a little kid. My, my dad was stationed there. I was three when I left. I actually have an Alaska Social Security number.
0: Yep, I got a kid with, yep, It's a Alaskan, <laughs> technically. <laughs> so people yeah, he has like, no sports like, teams or, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. Um so no, that's that's awesome. So you are like my co-host. Like he's he's he doesn't like a lot of talking. He wants he straight for the action, like when do we get yeah. to the action part. So I, yeah, I yeah. get it. I, I definitely get it. So I I wouldn't recommend Mr. and Mrs. Smith that because there is action, but there's a lot of talking.
1: I, I want to see it, though. I want to see it, though. I, I am interested.
0: But So I, that's what I've been binging uh, recently. So I think I'm almost done. I have, like, two more episodes. And I like it. Oh, are I'm you? Like, yeah, I like it a lot. But it, it does the thing, it does the trick, where it, it jumps straight to the action, and they're like, OK, now we're going to slow it down. Ooh. And then, yeah, so it picks back like up. True,
1: that's like True Detective. That's what it does, too.
0: Okay. And I'm just
1: like, oh, that part was so good. Why didn't we just go talking? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. But no, uh, thank you so much for your time. I, I greatly appreciate it. Again, I need to know, like, all your links, last of stuff so I put in the description. I think all mm-hmm. you guys' initiatives yeah. are awesome. Uh, thank you. Like, I see Cybermite, I got to get you back on and talk about whatever comes up in the future for you guys, especially with the work you're doing currently in DC. Uh, and then uh, Rises. Um, So I'm trying to know somebody from every organization. So now I know someone from uh, Blacks of Cyber, uh, Security. I know somebody in Rises uh cyber org I'm, I'm trying to find a oasis connection i just want to get somebody each oh i can get you
1: hooked up with oasis so,
0: okay like that that would be awesome just because i I want to get them on the show i want them to you know to, to talk oh, about their for issues sure. uh, as well as like there's a lot of uh just good synergy between all the groups right like we all have the same uh idea for our demographics like we just want to oh know, yeah grow, grow I the can... also it was uh really cool to have a uh small business owner who you know came from the military and is out there hard charging. So I, I have a lot of um I, I've been having a lot of military people on recently. So I, I just, <laughs> my network is pretty expansive, but I, I, I don't know. Like we we seem to be the entrepreneurs, which is awesome. Like I, I like yes, to see you're that. Right? Yeah, like we we uh again, like you said, like we we get into the the private or the government sector like ah, I could do better. <laughs> Yeah. And so that, that's yeah. that's good to see. And it's it's great. It's, it's it's great to showcase that for people who are thinking about potentially joining the military. So I always tell exactly. people, like, do help desk and join the military if you can. But I know things yes. are kind of hairy right now. But in the grand scheme of things, like, you come out with so much, like, comes the school and travel and all the things you're going to learn. And then you exactly. have discipline because that's what I didn't have before I joined. And when I came out, like, you have focus and discipline that you, you didn't Leadership. necessarily have leadership yeah. right and like I said I, I I hate group projects but I can I can I can get through it <laughs> so no but but it's very awesome uh for everybody who's listening uh thank you for uh for tuning in uh this one should go up relatively soon we'll talk about that offline um, but we'd love to have you back on the show again if you have any initiatives or anything uh, I thought this was a, a, an awesome conversation and then I'll know you better so I won't have to ask you basic questions we'll pick Yay. up from there. Uh, you can hit up uh, the podcast by all of uh, the, uh, the websites that go by our name. You can hit me up personally, I'm Security Guy. That's RYRySecurityGuy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. Uh, and uh, you, Yvonne, where can people find you? Uh,
1: you could find me uh, on Instagram at the CyberMite team. Uh, you could find me on LinkedIn at Yvonne Rivera or CyberMite team. I'm on Facebook as well, Yvonne Rivera or Team. I'm on Twitter. I mean, X, whatever you call it, but I don't really post on there anymore. Um, So don't go searching for me there. I do have a YouTube channel. I have like three videos on there. You can watch them if you want. Um, uh, I think you can find the link to my videos in my um, LinkedIn. So, yeah, that's where you could find me. I'm not really big on social media. I should be. Um, Oh, I'm too shy to be on camera.
0: (laughs) Like like, my co-host Shannon, he barely has a digital footprint. So everybody has their own thing. But no, again, thank you very much. Uh, And then uh, I'll have all the links uh, in the description uh, below. So stay safe, stay secure.
1: Thank you.